0: Everybody, welcome to Rachel's Reviews and we are having a, another episode of our female film critics panel and today we are talking about the best movies of 2022 if you've seen I posted my top 12 so this is just going to be sort of an elaboration of that and with my friends uh, that are here to talk about these movies with us their favorites it's going to be a lot of fun we have Mondays here
1: hi I'm so happy to be back this is so exciting um, I can't believe it's the end of the year I know. Like, it just, it scares me. But it's also exciting to look back at the wonderful films that we've seen. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. And Luis is here. Hi,
2: Rachel. I feel like this is kind of a holiday tradition now. Yes. Thanks for having me back to talk about my favorite movies and, you know, no ugly sweater today, but, you know, had to look festive for you guys.
0: Yeah, if y'all are just listening on the audio, you're really missing out on some fun <laughs> holiday wear. so we have molly raspberry here hello would you say would you say that you feel like 2022 was overall strong year for cinema
1: or not what do you think Manda? i think it was i think everything that kind of got pushed from the pandemic you know mm-hmm. um i felt like it came out all at once this year for whatever reason and we got some great yeah. independent films got some fantastic animated films too Um, I just think it was a wonderful mixture of all genres. Horror was also celebrated this year extremely well. Um, But yeah, I think we had a very good mix and a lot of films surprised audiences, which is always a good thing. Um, But yeah, I'd say it was a really strong year compared to other years. Uh, What do you think, Lisa?
2: Oh, same. I mean, no matter what genre you're a fan of, there's going to be a movie out there for you and a really good movie in that genre like action horror animation musical everything independent like everything so it's been mm-hmm. a great great year this year
0: yeah it's interesting because I did feel pretty discouraged watching all these Oscar screeners and just not finding movies that I loved but there there was more movies that I liked than I kind of Realized when I looked over the AFI list, I gave fresh to seven out of 10 of their choices. So it wasn't like there wasn't anything that I enjoyed. There just wasn't that much as far as in the Oscar contenders that I loved. There was, I was like, oh, that was good or it was okay or, you know, kind of a thing. But but most of the movies that are i guess in the oscar can uh, c- uh, competition that i really loved are ones that came out earlier or that I saw at festivals mm-hmm. something like rrr uh, is uh you know i saw in like what was it april or you know I saw it early uh, so it just seemed like this last half just watching all these screeners it was just like ugh, just kind of one disappointment after another but uh but yeah and i didn't really have that like tick tick boom movie of like oscar contenders again that i really loved like i did last year so i guess that's why maybe it feels disappointing but yeah a great animation was really strong which is you know of course my heart and i love that um so it was very fun and uh if you want to see some of my honorable mentions we're just gonna do top five here you can watch my video on top 12 uh but uh yeah let's dive in let's talk about our top fives and
2: uh so i louise do you want to go first um sure so i'm number five for the place just like i said with all the different genres so my number five is actually a documentary film um i'm an astronomy nerd and it's called goodnight Oppie. and it's a documentary about the mars opportunity rover that nasa launched in the early 2000s and it's one of those movies, even though you know it's a true story, it's just a straight documentary. I was so emotionally invested in this little rover that could. Um, they use, you know, archive archival footage from NASA and CGI animation to kind of make make it this just exciting movie. And it doesn't hurt that Oppie looks like a little cute Wally. So uh that's one of my favorites of the year. I really loved it.
0: It was really cute. And it is amazing. I mean, that it lasted, was it 15 years or something?
2: Yes. 15 years. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right, Mana. what is your number five? Um, And number five, I have She Said, directed by Maria Schrader. Um, I'm a sucker for a good journalism uh, centric film. And obviously we've all read the story in regards to the big producer that is Harvey Weinstein. So um I think that I love the focus on the women having these conversations. I love the choices from Maria Schrader kind of showing um, what the women went through, but in a very tasteful manner. Uh, it was all about listening to these women and these survivors. And I think it's an important film to come out this year. And it's very underappreciated. It kind of came and it went, unfortunately. But it just it struck a chord in me. And I think that Zoe Kazan and uh, Carrie Mulligan were a dynamic duo in this. And they had very trusting faces for journalists. So I, it just, it really spoke to me. And I think Nicholas Bertel's score is again underappreciated this year i think it was extremely well done and the pacing was good in the film but it's an important film to watch and sometimes you know journalists um films surrounding journalism they don't really hit majority of the time but this one uh they did a really good job with so it 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 stayed with me this year
0: and what did you think of this
2: one lisa did you get to see it wasn't it i wasn't a huge fan of it
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um
2: but i do think the performances were absolutely excellent
0: yeah, and I think that it's too bad they're not really making much of a play for Jennifer La uh, mm-hmm. as in supporting. I, it was definitely one of the stronger supporting actresses' performances, and I think it was the best part of the movie, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, she was really good. She was and really good. Samantha Morton was so good as well in that one yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I guess for me, the 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 thing that I just rubbed me a little bit the wrong way is I just felt like it was a little too much hollywood patting themselves on the back mm-hmm. for supposedly you know like getting rid of this one bad guy and i'm kind of like no it was a systematic problem and the movie did not address that really at all yeah. so that was the only part of it that i mean that was the part of it that kind of wasn't my favorite but yeah. i can totally see the appeal mm-hmm. definitely and it and i was surprised that it didn't do better because i felt like it had sort of a mainstream appeal you know to it that that i was this was made to be really you know likable and inspirational to audiences so i was surprised that it didn't do better at the box
2: office
1: yeah i couldn't believe it it just fizzled the second it was released i'm like oh okay that's how we're moving today guys it's good
2: (laughs) i think it's just it's an unpleasant story like it's it's upsetting to to watch it and to relive that and know what was going on. And that probably had something to do with it, but the performances are really, really great though. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe they just didn't sell it because it's not packaged in a way that is
0: that is that unpleasing. Like it's done in a very, like we're gonna inspire you kind of motivational way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I think if they had packaged it right, if they had marketed it correctly, so we had one that Manda liked that I wasn't a, a huge fan of, and now I'm returning the favor. Uh, so my number five was is Avatar: The Way of Water, and <laughs> uh, I did not expect to like this as much as I did. And I know that it's somewhat divisive, I guess. Uh, and it was, but it was nice because I had been not liking so many of these movies, and so finally it was an Oscar contender that. I really enjoyed this movie. I not only loved the of course the visuals were spectacular mm-hmm. and I'm a sucker for water. Mm-hmm. And I love the ocean and I love swimming and so all the water oh, was just unbelievable to me. Um but I really bonded with the family. I thought it was really a sweet family story mm-hmm. and uh and then it was a refugee story mm-hmm. about these people looking for a place to uh, after the you know these in this invasion and uh and you know trying to make it work in this new place um and uh so i like that i mean i do think that it i mean it is too long it's not without its flaws i get that but i was just overall really invested and i really enjoyed it and i liked i liked the characters and uh especially the last hour i thought was really strong and Mm -hmm. uh and well done when I've been telling people during the like military parts in the middle, that's mm-hmm. when you want to take your beat break. <laughs> so, cause that's where it drags. That's where it's not as good, but I really enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. I have it at number five.
1: <laughs> I'm happy you liked it. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone
0: else like avatar? Any fans? I did.
2: I loved it. And I hated the first one and I loved it. It's just, it is just, bu- I mean, it's eye popping. I hate, yeah. I hate using that term, but it's true. It is unbelievable. I saw it in 3D and I hate 3D mm-hmm. as well. But if you go see it, go see it in 3D. It's yeah. totally worth it. Love yeah. the story. Love the environmental angle. I I thought it was great. I loved it I, too. So, and I thought you're not it was alone. A- Oh yay! Yes, I thought it was see? a lot
0: better than the first one because the first one's just this yeah. kind of sappy romance, mm-hmm. and uh, and this one because it was about the family, and mm-hmm. I I liked that, and mm-hmm. and uh, the whole thing with the whales I was invested in those whales. Mm-hmm. I like. <laughs> so
2: you sad. were so pretty. Oh I know.
0: Uh, so, mm-hmm. I don't know, Molly. Did you? What did you have a feeling, yay or nay, about Avatar?
3: I actually haven't seen it yet, unfortunately. No. No, unfortunately, I'm the person who's probably gonna watch it last. So there's (laughs) always that person who's like, I'm gonna wait till it to calms down a little bit. I also didn't get a press invite. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think they thought thought I couldn't come to that theater, the Mm -hmm. one that plays 3D. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I also didn't get to see Black Panther. I like to say it's because Disney Disney blackballed me, but that's probably not it at all. It's just that, oh, they think you can't visit or anything. Like yeah. you can't yeah. you can't go to this theater. But I like to joke like it's because they blackballed me because on Twitter, that one thing oh. on Twitter that they're mad about.
0: <laughs> well, you never know these days. You no. <laughs> I mean, could be dicey. But, <laughs> uh but what do you have as your number five?
3: I actually picked decision to leave as my number five pick for that I sent in for my the film stage ballad and and put up for nominations for the North Carolina Film Critics Association. I just it's just so sexy and I love those films and I love how Park Chan Woke didn't actually go to the usual violence he's used to because he said, you know what, I can make a PG thirteen rated film and it'll be just as good as my other R-rated films. And he did it and never has an Apple product, like an Apple Watch or AirPods actually looked really nice in a film before because I feel so many filmmakers try to put it in a nostalgia bubble where those technologies don't exist because they're like, ah, they kind of clash. I don't think they're going to work. And Park Chair Wolf's like, no, I'm going to make that a part of my plot that there are actual recordings on Apple Watch and it's going to be amazing. And it was and it's just so gorgeous. Tang Wei, who Tang Wei, who plays the femme fatale, she is just so gorgeous, the most beautiful woman, one of the most beautiful women in the world. And you can't help but look at her like, I'm so in love. It was the same thing when I saw Les Caution. I was like, You're so beautiful. Why? How do you yeah, exist? I just so like, can't. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. And I just loved it. And just the final scene, it's just, oh, I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it if you guys haven't watched it. It's just, it's so good. If you have a movie account, watch it. If you don't, movie does also offer student discounts. If you have a student ID and just like put on a student email and be like, oh, I can save some money. And they do have free trial periods mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah. I also had this in my top 10, uh, decision to leave. It was one of my favorites of the mm-hmm. Oscar contenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I feel like it's not really being talked about that much. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought that it was probably of all of the movies in my top 10, it's probably the best made of any Mm -hmm. of them i mean the cinematography the acting Mm -hmm. the it i think it's it's one that i needed to see twice because it was just a little confusing uh Mm -hmm. the first time Uh, and part of that was maybe my weakness with the subtitles and you know everything but uh but i was just still really impressed with it the first time Mm -hmm. and then the second time i was just a little bit easier for me to kind of put all the pieces together and Mm -hmm. and everything and I said it was kind of like a new version of double indemnity
1: yes I think Ooh, I'm gonna like it then I haven't watched it yet <laughs> but I love double indemnity so yes. that, that's yeah that's
0: awesome the, this toxic romance <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh and film noir kind of qualities mm-hmm. so yeah I, I'll be definitely curious when you get to see Amanda yeah
1: I, I'm, oh, I'll let you God. guys know
0: for sure yes but, let yeah. us know yeah did, did you see this one Elisa you can see
2: it's it's just beautifully crafted and just just yeah just it has that old you know and I remember when I was kind of taking notes in the theater I had I remember I had written down it reminded me of those kind of 80s noir like Mm -hmm. the the mood like um I guess body heat was the one I down. but it's not sultry though but it's it's got that quality that mood to it and it's it's great it's a great movie as well you're gonna love it I can't wait for you to see it yeah yeah it's really good.
0: Are you a fan of Rachel's reviews? Do you look forward to Family Movie Night, Female Film Critics Panels, or the Talking Disney podcast? If so, please consider supporting the podcast by becoming a patron. As a patron, you get to access monthly events as such as the watchalongs and Q&As where you get to talk to stars and find out the behind the scenes of the movie making industry. And you can pick what I review for family movie night, or even become a guest on the podcast Podcasts and YouTube channels are expensive. And I really, really could use your help. I would so appreciate it. You also get to be a member of the Facebook group where we talk about all the films that we're seeing. And we have so much fun. Go to patreon.com slash and select one of the Rachel's fan tiers. That's patreon.com slash Luisa, Louisa. So what is your number oh. four?
2: Okay, I really don't know what any of you think about my number 4, so I'm just going to throw it out there and you can scream at me or be like, <laughs> "Yes, you're right." And it's maybe it's cuz I'm from Las Vegas. I'm Las Vegas based, but I loved Elvis. That mm-hmm. is my number 4, and it was just this star-making performance for Austin Butler. It was one of my favorite performances of the year, and I feel like he's really getting lost under Brendan Fraser and Colin Farrell who are also completely excellent, but he really became Elvis. And even talking about this movie, I get so excited and animated. And it just, I think that the film, it's very, you know, fast paced and, you know, new arrangements on Elvis's music and visual, just assaulting your eyes, visual assaulting your eyes. But there's something about it that really captures again, that mood of what it must have been like to experience Elvis's talent for the first time. Mm-hmm. Really loved it, except for Tom Hanks. I think it, it's just a great movie. Absolutely loved except it. Except
1: for Tom. Loved it. Tom Hanks. Oh no! Oh, no. We've been oh, saying no. that all year. It's okay. It's, it's okay. So like, <laughs> Oh no,
3: Tom Hanks. He just he comes in with that accent. It's just like Colonel he was Tom so bad. did not have that accent in <laughs> real life. What was the
2: decision? With that? Yes. Is my question. <laughs> it was a very he was weird. So bad. So bad.
0: Mm-hmm. He had a weird year. He had a. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've heard that Otto is, is really good. Uh, a man called Otto. I haven't seen yet, but, uh but yeah. Oh yeah,
3: he, that's in my inbox. I need to watch.
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> he had a, he had a weird year, Pinocchio and and mm-hmm. and Elvis. Uh. I don't know what was happening there, but uh, but yeah, I enjoyed Elvis as well. Mm-hmm. I have it in my top twenty five of the year. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, and I saw like one hundred seventy five. So this I, I thought it was I was pretty I was dazzled by it, you know. It has all of Baz Luhrmann's strengths and weaknesses, but uh, but yeah, Austin Fuller was really good and uh and I I thought they did a good job in kind of tackling the mixed aspects of 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 his career. Mm-hmm. Uh his, you know, taking a borrowing uh music from co-opting i guess i don't know what word you'd use but mm-hmm. from a black artist and you know just some of the mm-hmm. other things i thought that they handled that all really well and took it head on and but uh but,
1: uh, but yeah i i enjoyed it um mm-hmm. what'd you think of that one amanda i i really enjoyed it like you said there's like his weak his weaknesses and like stuff that worked really well my dad is a massive Elvis fan like I was born into that Mm -hmm. entire world because of him so I he actually hadn't been to a movie in three years like in the theater I said we have Mm -hmm. to go watch this together so I took him and honestly I fell in love with Austin Butler I did I was like this man is leaving it all on that stage Mm -hmm. and he can't shake that voice or the persona like nothing Mm -hmm. it's not it's not Mm -hmm. leaving his body he's like sticking with it and It's just such dedication. And I'm really excited to see him, you know, commit this award season to the campaign because I think he's been killing it. Yeah, 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 it's great.
0: Molly, what'd you think of that one?
3: a bit more mixed on it i thought austin butler was great i thought the song arrangements were great i like that they they brought up where fats domino shows up at one scene and they call elvis the king the king of rock and roll and he says oh no this is the real king of rock and roll and i said i like that touch i i like that and yeah. as you said and but i didn't care for tom hanks and i I just am not a fan of Baz Luhrmann's aesthetic and his editing style. I'm just, I just think it's too chaotic for my senses. I also didn't like it in Romeo Plus Juliet. I felt it worked much better in Moulin Rouge. Mm. And I also felt, felt, it felt stagnating well, you feel like it was great Gatsby because there's no music in great Gatsby. So you're like, it's edited and shot. Like it's a musical, but there's not really any musical numbers here. So yeah. you get this disparate elements trying to clash together and it just doesn't really work. Uh, but I liked it more than I did. Great Gatsby. I will say, but I didn't love it.
1: Like yeah. a lot of people did. I think I was uh, more all, on the fence.
0: All fair points. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Mona, what is your number four?
1: I I don't know what was wrong with me this year but I really went into like the bleak movies that were like hard-hitting um but I really love Sarah Pauly's woman talking um that was just an experience even watch it at TIFF in the Princess of Wales theater like it was it was Mm -hmm. something awesome the whole cast was there for the premiere and hearing Sarah Pauly talk about it was amazing um I just love that you have this group of women that were literally discussing three different ways to approach a situation. Um, and they all had different perspectives. And I think that it was so engaging. It's really difficult to make a dialogue-heavy movie that engaging because nothing really mm. happens, right? I think that Polly. Uh, um, you know, she directed certain scenes in regards to the abuse that they suffered in a tasteful manner. So it wasn't too dark or too graphic, but I do think that, you know, Claire Foy, Mm -hmm. um, Jesse Buckley and, um, Rooney Mara all gave fantastic performances that are also not being appreciated this year either. Like they Mm -hmm. haven't been nominated either. Um, but Mm it just it just spoke to me i was just really impressed with what paulie did and i hope that it does get some more award recognition
0: yeah i saw this at the new york film festival and there were so many ways that this movie could have been cringe uh Mm -hmm. if they if if not under a more solid hand uh, and i evidently at least it at Utah Film Critics Association we were doing our voting and everyone pretty much everyone agreed that the book i guess is not great like mm-hmm. nobody seemed to they were like this is a huge upgrade so that says something <laughs> i've never i've never read it but uh but yeah it it just could have been really uh i don't want to use the word woke because i hate that word but it could have been very very like men are terrible we hate them they're you know and but that wasn't what it was it was much more nuanced than that mm-hmm. of their experiences and they have that whole section where they're talking about their sons and how much mm-hmm. they love their sons uh and uh, and so i do think that it it avoided a lot of possible landmines that could have been not good yeah um, and it developed mm-hmm. the characters and the dialogue so i agree I, it's not in my top five or my top 10 but i i do think it was way better than i thought it was going to be and mm-hmm. uh and I, I can see why you have it in your top
2: five. Um, what do you think of that one, Louisa? I I really loved it too. It's one of those films that's really difficult to watch. Again, you're really picking those difficult subject I matter. <laughs> so I don't know year. what it is. <laughs> I did that last year, I think. So no, like, um, yeah. but but if you do stick with it and watch it, you will be rewarded for doing so because it's, it's, an excellent story it raises just like you said rachel it's it's kind of it's kind of balanced in a way i didn't expect either and the performances again are great all of these movies have such great performances i mean they really do and this this one's really exceptionally good yeah would you did you see this one molly
3: i did it was at a film fest at chapel hill thank goodness so so i didn't have to go too far and I loved it. I think it is better than the book, but I also think the book is good on its own merits. And mm-hmm. one big reason I feel that a lot of people don't really necessarily agree with that is because the book is all taking place from August's point of view. And Sarah Pauly is giving this the voice, taking the voice from him and giving it back to the women in the film, which I really That's love that narrative change. And it's also in my top 10. It's number eight on my top 10. Mm-hmm. So yes. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Good. All right. Uh so I will go next. My talk about contrast. Left turn here, hard left. Um <laughs> is my next choice is RRR. Uh yes. I loved this movie. I saw it the same day as I saw Morbius and boy was that a contrast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a double header. my yes. God. Which one did you watch first? <laughs> I watched Morbius first. first. Okay, good. Palette <laughs> with and... with RR. <laughs> yes, I know.
0: And I've You're been like- a big, I've been a big fan of SS Roger Moulet for a long time. I love both the Bali movies. Yes. I, I was championing them those years, uh, mm-hmm. cause they're just so much fun. They're mm-hmm. big and bombastic and over the top and spectacle. Mm-hmm. And I miss that sometimes in the movies, uh, that it, that sometimes things are a little bit predictable and we know kind of what they're mm-hmm. going to look like and what they're going to feel like, but not with his movies. And, uh, this one was just great. Just the friendship between these two guys and uh, the, the dancing and the music and uh, everyone knows I'm a sucker for musical. So, uh, you know, I mean, the, the Natu Natu Mm -hmm. scene, dancing scene was just unbelievable. One of the best I've ever seen uh, as far as dancing in a movie, I think. And, uh, and it was just a, gr- I love stories of friendship and it was a great story mm-hmm. of friendship. And, uh, so yeah, it's my number four. Yes. I think, awesome. I think when we did our half year, I don't think you had seen it, Monda. So you've, you've seen it.
1: Oh, yeah. I watched it. Yay.
0: <laughs> and I was like, time, it's
1: in, uh, where do I have it here? I think it's, um, where is it? It's seventh out of 10 for me. So I I really enjoyed that. Like you said, I think it's really difficult to like choreograph incredible fight scenes, but also choreograph incredible dance numbers within the same film. And like, I was blown away. That's a double task. Mm -hmm. Like that's just phenomenal. And the friendship really spoke to me as well. I was so happy watching that. So many layers to it. I loved it. Yeah.
0: I hope, I mean, I hope it gets nominated for tons of stuff. I'm so mad at yes. India for not picking it for their choice, but, mm-hmm. uh, but nevertheless, I hope it gets nominated for a bunch of stuff, including best mm-hmm. song, because I want to see at the, yes, uh, yes. yes. so bad. i am like so, so mad. Our,
2: <laughs> sweep.
3: Uh,
0: yes. Louisa, <laughs> you've you seen it then. RRR.
2: oh, it's, some oh yeah yeah, i love action movies and musicals and romance Mm -hmm. and buddy comedies it's all that but you know Mm -hmm. one of the biggest strengths of that movie are the two leads they are so charismatic and like i mean like legit movie stars like i Mm -hmm. loved them the minute they were on the screen i'm like i i love these guys they're they're awesome it's awesome Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it see it it's awesome trust us and it's on netflix so there's no excuse Yes.
3: Yes. (laughs) And and the Hindi dub is good too, because India is really good with their dubs, dubs where it's not lazily made. They actually do Mm -hmm. really well with it because there are a lot of people in the country who can't read those other languages. So they make sure to give a quality dub to compensate for that, which I love that dedication.
0: Yeah. 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 Me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. All right. Molly, what's your number four?
3: This one is probably gonna cause controversy. Well, it's a tie, actually. Okay. Okay. Mm. It's mm. it's a tie between three thousand years of longing and Babylon.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> <hi>. <laughs> wow. Both? I have to I... say they're both movies in my bottom twenty.
1: <laughs> <Ooh. Yeah. laughs> We went there. I, I knew yes. this
3: was going to cause controversy. I knew it.
1: <laughs> That's
0: okay. What do you like just, about, about them? I'm curious.
3: Well, I love the concept of of studying stories. I love mythopoetic films like that, and I love this was George Miller's passion project, and it reminded me a lot of passive Pier Paolo Pasolini's trilogy of life, and I adore that trilogy and its recreation of the folk tales of the world. And I thought they did a very good job, and they did a lot of great, great Turkish, well Persian history for it. For it, and it's gorgeous, and I love Tilda Swinton. She's just amazing. She's actually in another film of mine, in my top twenty, and I just love how how George Miller. It was a project between George Miller and his daughter to work on, and I love that they worked that out in connections. It's just oh it's just so gorgeous and of course I have a
0: question though Mm -hmm. the thing I didn't really understand is why Mm -hmm. every single story in its core was kind of about slavery Mm -hmm. about somebody being enslaved or somebody enslaving others and even the relationship between Tilda Swinton and the genie was kind of a relationship of slavery like she Mm -hmm. was kind of holding on to him like enslaving him and I found that odd um, uh, so curious what you think about that.
3: Well, it's a real big part of that history, unfortunately, and a lot of, and the Ottoman empire, the, the. The, the um Shahs were not allowed to get married they only had concubines because they couldn't and they couldn't be Muslim women so that's part of those stories because that was a part of that history and it was trying to show the good and the bad and I feel there was a changing of that narrative then when she freed him at the end and uh, and let him go was the big was the big push towards trying to eradicate that the the repetition of that history, which I really liked. Mm -hmm. I can see that, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't
0: know, I was just like, I guess I was expecting something with a a little bit of whimsy, but it's really not.
3: No, and neither are Pasolini's films trilogy of life because it's pretty straight adaptations and the historical context in that, Mm -hmm. and those works. And it's not, and it's playing it very seriously. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is a guy that also, Pasolini also directed a, a Oedipus Rex film that's also in a similar genre to that and Medea where yeah she does kill the kids and mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah so interesting that's so yeah. all right
0: well tell us about
3: Babylon
0: what you liked about it
3: <laughs> well I'm one of those people that was not that impressed with La La land I thought it's mm-hmm. pretty I like it I don't like how he's trying to co-opt it and and have a white guy save jazz and you're that's the problematic element for me. And then the first few minutes, he just, it's just elephant shit and I was, well, elephant, and on the guy. And I just started laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like John Waters meets Ken Russell. And I am kind of in for it <laughs> and realizing that this is a, this is just comedy. You're supposed to laugh at this. And I really love the, the, his, the historical references to silent film history, the intertextuality references. I even said, I want to make, make a guide for the things I saw. Like there's references to Fatty Arbuckle, Irving Berlin, Gloria Swanson, Clara bow. There's just so much there to take on it. And and I thought it was just frenetic. It's chaotic in the best sense possible. And it was Damon Chazelle finally being free to do, I think what he always wanted to do, but he just never felt like he could. But now he's like, I got the money. I got the budget. I'm going to make a trash film and I'm going to do it. And I was just like, you do it. So (laughs) it's kind of like did being, it. he did it um, it's kind of like being <laughs> mad at john waters for making trash fields which just like that's his purpose and david chazelle says mm-hmm. i want my turn and i was like you go Damien. Yeah. you got this so i knew this is going to cause controversy but but i think people are going to look back i think they're going to get cult followings and that's how i feel with those right. if you
0: have any thoughts on uh three thousand years of longing or babylon
1: I haven't seen um, 3,000 Years of Longing, but I have Bamble- Babylon on Thursday, so I'm just oh, nervous okay. because of the mixed reviews now. So <laughs> I'm nervous. I did not like First Man whatsoever, so I'm still like on that whiplash hype train that I absolutely adore that movie, so hopefully- hopefully I like Babylon. I'm nervous about it.
3: It's like a 180 <laughs> for first man. It is just it is so true. crude and repulsive, but in the best sense. And it's hilarious. So I, I, say, I laugh so hard.
0: I have to say with Babylon, it's like a movie. It's just not made for me. It's not mm. for my taste, uh, in really almost any way. I do admire the performances and some of the shots are nice, but it just yeah. wasn't for me. But, yeah. uh, but Louisa, what do you think of them?
2: I, I mean, I can't really say anything very nice about either one, but I do think the <laughs> elephant, the elephant poop scene did set the tone. I'll, I'll say <laughs> that, so. Is that. But it's, awful, but it's, but it's also kind of good, but it's awful. You you'll
0: yeah. see? Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay, uh, Louisa, what's your number three?
2: Number three is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Aww. I loved Aww. it. It has just this primitive animation and it's just so simple and honest and sweet. And I, I don't know, it just, it warms my heart and I just want to watch it again and again and again and again. I hope you guys saw that one because it's really sweet.
0: <laughs> it's coming up on my list. So I won't okay. say anything now. Okay. So good. Okay. I love it too.
1: Oh, yay. <laughs> Yeah. I still have to watch it. So oh, like, wow. I know I have like, oh, so I know I saw the trailer and I'm like the voice and just, Oh my yes. God, it got me. I'm like, I have to watch this. So I have a couple left to wrap up the end yeah. of the year.
2: And it's, it's all about just the story. It's such family. a great story. Yeah. It, yeah. It's such a great story. So, yeah. One of my best friends
3: cried after the movie and, we, and I would tear it up a little bit with him too. It's like, oh, and I had to give him a hug. Like, oh. <laughs> like, oh.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Manda, what's your number three?
1: Um, Another female directed film. So I'm very happy about this. that I have three in my five. Uh, I have That's The great. Woman King directed by Gina Uh-oh. Prince, by the way. I, I don't know. I was blown that. Frick away <laughs> from watching <laughs> this movie it was extremely empowering Viola Davis is a tank that woman mm-hmm. is absolutely phenomenal in that movie another uh supporting actress that I think is not getting the recognition she deserves is LaShauna Lynch I thought she was fantastic mm-hmm. in that as well um but I really I enjoyed the story I know there was a bit controversial in regards to the historical um you know event itself with the Dahomey tribe and I understand that it's controversial um but the story with viola davis that's what really got me and she gave such an incredible performance and just seeing that many women Mm -hmm. um on screen like even behind the camera as well you just felt it like in your bones that um it was just a powerful film. It, it really—I've cried with Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, how can you not cry with Viola oh, Davis? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a powerful story, and I really loved everyone. Thuso and uh, was phenomenal as well. Mm-hmm. So just the whole cast—I—I was—it was an overwhelming sense of just like feeling like I can do anything after watching that, and more importantly, having black women at the forefront and mm-hmm. like stacked cast like that is just it really got to me. And uh, it's one of the best releases from Sony this year. I think when I saw Sony come up, I'm like, Oh, okay. That's good guys. Like you you got a winner here with this one. So um, yeah, I'm just really happy that Gina Prince-Bythewood made this just to show her action chops as well. We saw with the old guard and then we saw it in here a bit more, but this is just Mm -hmm. unreal work. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It was really good. I liked it too. I thought it was very well done and very exciting. And uh, yeah, the action was, was really good. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, So Molly, what is your number three?
3: Okay. My number three is happening by Audrey, uh, Audrey Dewan. And it just really got to me and I I actually was crying near the end because it just it's I feel especially after the dissolution of Roe v. Wade that it's just so more it's just more resonant and personal to see see Arnie Anu's um author avatar goes through this and having to go through this in 1963 trying to get an abortion all these men are trying to stop her and all these people and so many people won't help her because they will be going to prison and the acting was just so raw and palpable and you can see her terror her pal her palpable terror that oh god oh god i'm going to be forced to be a housewife if i have this child and she's trying and she's just this, this this desperation it's just so it's just so good and you just watch it and every person is giving their a-game in the film and the late main actress she was so good i think she won Cannes best upcoming performer for this role she's mm-hmm. and she's just fantastic and it's just a beautiful adaptation of a Nobel Prize winning authors work and it's based off the author's true life being a teenage being a 20 year old trying to get through university but having feel having no autonomy over her own body body and it's frustrating to see but you feel so relieved when it does happen and she survives and she can actually finish her studies and you know the real life story where she's now the most famous author in France. So okay. it's just it's just it ends on a heartwarming note and also that that pro life pro life is is pro birthers and pro choice should always be the correct answer and we need films. I have to like say that. I haven't not I haven't heard of this one. No. So, <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was at Sundance and it won the I think it won the the Golden Lion Lion at Venice. Hmm. So yeah. Or okay. at least it won a big award at Venice. So. Oh, okay yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: well my i we skipped over i skipped over myself but my number oh. three <laughs> is uh is a movie i've been championing all year it's called hit the road oh yeah yes. by director pana Panahi, and this was his first film i learned later that his father is a a, a big time uh, f- filmmaker uh, and yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. and so i thought he just did an incredible job i loved Mm -hmm. this family uh, mother father older brother younger brother Mm -hmm. and i guess what i thought it did such a great job in is that it had all of the tension of the situation of them trying to smuggle older brother Mm -hmm. to turkey but it also felt like a Normal family road trip with all the mm-hmm. shenanigans and the grumpy dad in the back complaining, and the <laughs> younger brother would just be the most like, adorable. Yes, <laughs> person he's seen. so
3: cute with it the was, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: yes, so cute. Oh, the dog! Oh my gosh, yes. And I just so I thought it was so well written, and it was really interesting to me to see. Uh, I ran from like the countryside from the desert Mm. side, I've, I think not that I've seen like tons of Iranian films, but the ones I have seen have all been in Tehran have all been in the city. So I just thought it was so beautifully shot and executed. And I I just, I I think it's sad that it's not, I wish it was getting like a parasite type, um, uh, Oscar, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of run, but it's just not, I, but I loved it. I thought it was excellent. So it's my number three. Nice
3: i loved it too it's in my top 25 and i wrote about it for the film stage for best debuts and there's an article i think you'd like where he brought up it's based on him and his dad having to smuggle his sister out of iran because if she stayed they knew she would be arrested by the morality police and she he brought up that the cars is one of the places where you don't have surveillance on you in iran so the car becomes comes a symbol of freedom of expression of freedom and that's why his dad also films a lot of his films in places like a taxi or his house or in a bus because the the iranian police can't follow them in there so it's it's that's so fascinating the contrast where it's this small space provides this freedom to express their art and express themselves yeah
0: that's really interesting. and his father's been in prison a bunch of times
3: I yes. Think. I, th- I think he's the... in prison now. Unfortunately. I, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, uh, definitely it's worth a rental. It's worth the mm-hmm. price of a rental. I wish it would get on one of the streamers, but, uh, but, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely worth your, like what two ninety mm-hmm. nine 99 or three 99 or whatever <laughs> to rent it. Uh, oh, sign. So, yes. <laughs> so Louisa, what is your
2: number two? My number two is an animated movie and also very dark. It's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yay. Not the Disney Pinocchio. Do Yay. not use <laughs> it with the Disney <laughs> Pinocchio, and- which is the worst movie of the year. Yes. <laughs> yes. Worst. yes.
0: I agree. I, I had it at number eight. So it's it's uh in my top ten. I loved it. It was great. It's-
2: very good like um the the animation is just unbelievable yes. again it's sort of a contrast to marcel the shell's shoes on yeah. also stop motion but this is so sophisticated and just mm-hmm. so visually beautiful but also very dark i would say little kids probably not for them you know yeah. i mean it's yeah. the horror of war characters really die i mean it's not it's it might you know mm-hmm. cause some nightmares for little ones i would say but really the pure artistry of animation is just unbelievable. that's my number two. Yeah.
0: So good. Yeah, great choice. <laughs> good choice. It's yeah. in my number.
3: It's Thank in you. my 10. Mm-hmm. Yay!
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's so good.
0: <laughs> All it's right, Manda, what's so your number good. two?
1: I'm going to go with the blockbuster because I did this last year as well. <laughs> 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 I know that I'm not supposed to enjoy his movies, but Top Gun Maverick was no. just absolutely phenomenal yeah. for me this year. I was a massive fan of the first Top Gun um, and all the Mission Impossible films, but I didn't expect, you know, decades later for me to get emotional over Goose dying. And then this movie comes out and I'm crying with these, like, flashbacks <laughs> and everything. But for me, the action was phenomenal. The angles in those fighter jets with the IMAX cameras, like, it was just amazing had a very strong third act i really love the score as well from lauren belf um everything about it for me is just like it's a perfect blockbuster in my eyes where the third act i was sweating like i shouldn't be sweating watching a movie but that's how (laughs) how intense it was for me i was stressed out watching top gun maverick but it yeah one of the best blockbusters of the year if not the best of the year for me and it's in the second spot yeah,
0: I have it at seven. So I've really enjoyed it too. I think I saw it more than any other movie. Uh, I ended up seeing it three times in the theater because I just kept bringing, you know, friends and yeah. my brother, mm-hmm. one of them. And yeah, it's super entertaining. I mean, that's part of the movie's job is to be entertaining and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. So I support it in your list. And uh, it- I think that I mean it is true that it's basically blown up the Death Star at the end, but I'm fine with that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it in the original. I like it in Star Wars, and I like it here. Exactly, it's just fun. <laughs> so. I love it. <laughs> what did you all think? Uh, what did you think,
2: uh, Lisa? Of Top Gun Maverick? Oh, that was great. I mean, it was basically Top Gun. I mean, the the first part is like, oh come on, like stop making the same movie. But then the like the second half aerial photography is unbelievable and yeah. tom cruise love him or hate him he's a movie star yeah, he's he still how, how old is he now like 60 something i want to say yeah
1: like, I think he's like 60 he mm-hmm. yeah. he's Glenn still Powell? like oh, one gosh. of our
2: Glenn
1: great Powell? american movie stars. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean great american movie stars yay top gun <laughs> molly what do you think of it
3: I actually still haven't seen it, I'm oh? probably the last person in America who has not seen it. Oh,
0: you need to see it. I know, I
3: know too, I know, I know, I just know, I'm just like, well, no one's going to expect me to write about it. So I can take my time on it, time <laughs> about it, but then it's just yeah. like, no, I have a screener though. I need to watch it. That and Puss in Booth. I have the screener for Puss in Booth, which I heard is amazing. So yeah.
1: I have that too. I'm going to watch yeah, that yeah. this week well i think it's on paramount plus I uh think that's tomorrow.
0: The oh, tomorrow
1: oh sorry the 22nd oh, okay okay i mean yeah. i have it on dvd so i don't know why i'm like oh my god it's on <laughs> streaming on the- <laughs> yeah, <I guess>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well so my one and two i've flipped back and forth back and forth i said in my video that it was a tie but uh but it, depending on the day my number two is marcel the shell with shoes on oh i absolutely loved it i thought it was so cute and just i loved the world building i loved that he's like trying to find his family and kind of reminded me of like a a sweeter version of of american tale you know like he's got lost Mm. from his family he's trying to find his family and i i just just loved it i thought it was such a adorable fun sweet heartwarming movie and uh and so yeah it is my number two
2: <laughs> so we agree we agree on I something know. this year i'm surprised like, yeah, we have two of the same movies in our top
0: five that's no. really amazing <laughs> we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the Hallmark Smart store
2: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable Hardy or Hallmarky in your life?
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the
3: Hallmarkies merch store.
0: Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more.
2: You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more.
0: And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more.
2: Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love.
0: There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description.
2: That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies.
3: Molly, what is your number two? my number two is france's oscar submission so this one's going to be like what is this it was it's releasing on neon in february saint omar i saw it at the 919 film fest yeah and i love the the dialogue heavy driven and of course films and of course i love looking at perspectives of motherhood and in these in these courtroom dramas, and how you can actually look at it from this other take and see a see a person, an actress who is so good in her craft craft. and she's she's the actress who plays the Lawrence Cooley, who is accused of killing her own child. And you watch her. and the sympathy is still completely on her side side throughout most of it. And it's because the actress is just so good because you know she's been put in because of colonialism and prejudice, she has been put into the background. In fact, they even have her in this brown cardigan so that she matches the wall behind her. And I love those tiny details and I loved Alice Diop, how she wrote, how she took a lot of inspiration from the documentary she would direct to direct this movie. I love the references to past Pierre Pialo, Paolo Pasolini. I did not think i would mention him twice in this, but yes, Medea and bringing and having these t- having <clears throat> this, it's just an actor's film. And it's and it's about black motherhood and it's and it's about colonialism and France and the single. Singhalese Death Diaspora and looking at that from those perspectives and I just and the and the judicial system in France and I just adored it. It I was I was tearing up in there and I was just so engrossed in that movie theater, just watching them just talk. And it was just I just loved it. It was a perfect five out of five film for me. Perfect film. I
0: haven't seen it, but I have heard from others that it's good. I've heard mm-hmm uh other some of my friends on on uh, twitter say that mm-hmm. it was really good so have either of you gotten to see that one
1: not yet i've heard great things about it yeah and, and yes. she sold it for me so <laughs> you know it sounds it yes. sounds really good yes. Yes. yeah
2: <laughs> it's it's very dialogue heavy and i after i watched it i re- i did not know it was based on a true story so mm-hmm. that kind of gave me i kind of want to watch it again knowing yes. that it was based on something that really happened but yeah definitely worth checking out mm-hmm. all right well Louisa what is your number one all right I know you probably know what it is Rachel because it's a movie you didn't care for you're like I know what you're gonna have but it's the <laughs> binchies of in a so yes sorry I actually <laughs> I did give that fresh but just barely <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, I think it's because I'm a writer and I just I just think Martin McDonough's screenplay is just perfect it has i wrote down it like has the right amount of wit and dark humor and it has this just great rhythm to it and in Mm. bruges is one of my favorite movies of all time so i still think that's kind of like the his sort of masterpiece but this one's really really great great performances all around um i know i've heard lots of criticisms about this one and i don't know if i'm kind of out there or if anyone else liked it or loved it as much as i did but i've seen it more than any movie this year just like Mm -hmm. you and Mm -hmm. top gun so i really love it
0: yeah i did give it fresh because i do think it is well written and it did make me laugh quite a bit is that dark comedy
2: Mm -hmm. uh
0: there were uh, some real funny parts and i do think it's beautifully filmed uh and the acting is good so i agree with all of that i just I just couldn't deal with the fingers. Uh, so I, I just, it was too much. I don't believe anybody would actually do that. I don't believe that that character would do that. And, uh, and I don't know. It was, just, and then with the donkey, I mean, come oh, on. Jetty, I was poor was so, so sad and mad. So yeah, it was just not for me
2: but i mean that should be a quote on the movie poster though <laughs> i just couldn't deal with the fingers rachel <laughs> <right. laughs>
1: you have my permission that's amazing my permission <gasps> but, i don't know mcdonald
3: was trying to be funny he said it's just funny to me so <laughs> yeah. it,
0: preference. Can't kill- <laughs> the donkey is not funny
2: no no the fingers Hold the fingers. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, it's been a really Sorry. bad year for donkeys and movies. It's like a really, really bad year to be a donkey. Oh my God. <laughs> like we
0: need that uh that fifth Shrek movie to come out. <laughs> Just
2: yes. we have a positive yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: did you
1: see that, Manda? Banshees yet? I watched Banshees twice, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I saw myself in Colin Farrell's character, and I don't know what that says about me. I felt so Um, bad for him. I felt so bad, and I'm like, I'm that person who overthinks everything. I think that people hate me all the time. It's like, oh my god, I understand this. So, no, it was it was a great great film. It's like in my ten too. So it it was so good. I would be
0: devastated if one of my friends just dropped me like that and like, right. not only ghosted me, but like, we live in the same town. So you can't,
1: yeah, that would be
0: devastating.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly. All right, Mana, what's your number one? Um, I actually have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio a number one. Aww. Um, I, I lost, uh, both my grandparents this year in the span of, uh, Aww. two months. So I watched that after my grandfather passed and then I watched it again after mm. my grandmother passed and uh, it's still just it hit me like a ton of bricks uh, mm. it's a very emotional film um, the thing with me apart from the stop-motion animation being absolutely gorgeous and you know Guillermo del Toro creates these fantastical creatures and in, in these elements and he grounds it in humanity which is the most beautiful mm. thing that he can do in his films and this is a passion project for him. So I was just really happy for him that he could do it. Um, we've seen many Pinocchio films and this year. None, this year. Like, I don't I don't get it. I mean, for me personally, the story was never that great to begin with, but that's besides the point. Um, but this one, uh based off of the book by Carlo colodi The focus on Geppetto's backstory with Carlo is what made me emotionally connect with Geppetto for the very first time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of worked through the entire film for me. And that's the one key difference uh, for me. Uh, But yeah, I just struck a chord. It's the number one for me and I loved it.
0: It's really good. And yeah. yeah, I was surprised that it took on such deep themes of religion and grief and loss. And, yeah. uh, and uh when when Geppetto says that uh, that Pinocchio is a burden, oh my heart.
1: Oh, <laughs> right. You just <laughs> you <laughs> clutch but, your chest, you're like, no, <laughs> I, I will adopt you myself. Like don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Well, my number one uh, is perhaps a surprise, I don't know. But I was blown away by Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I thought this movie was amazing. I loved the animation. It was incredible. The action scenes were so great. And I mean, I've said for a long time that I thought that Puss in Boots was one of the best uses of a celebrity voice actor, Mm -hmm. that voice Mm -hmm. and character fit perfect with antonio banderas and i still hold that and it's especially true here and i uh, i just i thought that you know it's, it's kind of interesting because i think that pinocchio and in boots last wish are actually kind of similar mm-hmm. they both face off with death yeah. they both have like similar mm-hmm. themes of like life and rebirth and um what matters and legacy all this is it's kind of interesting that they they have some similarities i think but mm-hmm i i thought that all the characters designs were incredible um the death wolf was so scary like i watched it yesterday f- for the first time in a theater and i literally was this is a little girl who was like oh no <laughs> i was like yeah that's legit it's really scary <laughs> and uh... Uh, I don't know I just just blown away it was so much better than I expected it to be which I think maybe at that it bumps it up a little bit because I mean DreamWorks had such a terrible year last year mm-hmm. uh, it was really bad and they were on like a direct DVD level to me uh, and as far as everything about the movies last year were I thought really bad and then this year for them to have two outstanding films with the bad guys and then this i'm just so mm-hmm. excited and happy for them and uh, i i just thought it was funny it was tense it was sweet it was emotional they had great music um and for an animation fan like me that animation just oh it was unbelievable mm-hmm. so i it was my favorite
1: yeah so good like it's just so good that right. animation during yeah. the fight scenes. I'm like, this is crispy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like honestly, I haven't seen like live action fight scenes that good. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. And the little
0: burrito, how cute!
1: I love
2: him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love his story. Oh my, oh, my <laughs> god, yeah, his story was so sad. It, yeah. It's it's such a good movie. I couldn't believe how good it was yeah. either. Yeah. Like just beautifully animated and. Right colors and great direction. And again, if you live with cats, there's a lot of cat humor, yes. which is Aww. a lot of the reason I love Puss and Boots. They nail that, so yeah, it's really good. That's such it, a good choice. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Yeah, yes. it, it, it's. I hope that people go see it. I'm just worried that people are going to be like, oh, those Shrek movies are getting old, um, or whatever. But it is kind of interesting that DreamWorks has this track record of. The, Of making really great sequels almost in Mm. in almost every instance the sequel is at least as good if not better than Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. original you know shrek 2 is great Mm -hmm. uh it's it's way better it's better than the original in my opinion uh the kung fu panda 2 is better than the original in my i I mean i enjoy both how to train your dragon is at least as good it's mm-hmm. solid i think how to train dragon 2 um mm-hmm. uh, so yeah anyway it's an interesting thing that i feel like it takes them two tries for some reason
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but but all right molly what's your number
3: one okay then i gotta have it on a I, this might be also a controversial one but i Well, if not for the fact, Memoria is considered a 2021 film, that would be my number one. But so officially my number one is Tar, Todd Fields Tar. And I just, I just got absorbed in that, in that movie. I went to the movie theater. I was just me and one other person and it was just transcendent to watch and to see it's a greek tragedy playing out right in front of you in fact even the beginning where they're doing the comments on the phone oh this is like the greek great chorus just saying what they she's doing and talking about because she is this tragic hero whose hubris leads to her downfall pride comes before the fall and todd fields just he creates this world that feels lived in it feels So real that you could step into it, but then you could also just feel the intensity of that world. Where, if oh, if you don't fit this these standards, then you're worthless. There's nothing. You don't need to be in this world anymore. And it's just. It's just so enrapturing to watch her and Kate Blanchett It's just amazing. I think it's the best performance of the year. You know, I kind of hope Michelle Yeoh wins the best actress Oscar, because come on, we need we hey Blanchett's already got two Oscars. I think I think she'd be the loudest clapper of Michelle Yeoh one over. Like, yay! But yes, I loved it. I love the performances. I love Nina Haas in it. And I loved, I loved Mark Strong, even his terrible wig I loved because. <laughs> When she <laughs> which crashes him onto the stage when he takes over to do Mahler Symphony number five. Number five, I almost thought like, oh my God, is the wig gonna fall off? And I just started laughing. And that's also darkly funny. Funny, which I love. I love when she gets the accordion, accordion, and she's just singing the song that Kate Blanchett just came up with on yeah. uh, there. Yeah. Just like apartment for sale. Your mother's yeah. in hell. Apartment <laughs> for sale. And I was just it was the loudest I laughed in a whole year because it was just like a whiplash and it's just like oh man it's so good also also the the minute details aft that you almost think like am I watching a ghost story now is she being haunted like and you're just like it's it's just submersion it's like coalescence of these genres and he does it so well and I'm just like oh it's one I'm gonna go back to over and over and over again throughout the years I feel
0: yeah it was a good movie and I definitely agree about the performance. I do think it's it's one of the, if not the strongest performance of the year for Kate Blanchett. I, I think uh, if, if she did win, I wouldn't be mad because she deserved it. She I does. mean, she is great. Yeah. So yes, yeah, agree. well, very good. We did it. This is very exciting. So thank Yay! you so much to all of you for coming and talking about your top fives. I'm just glad that I didn't have to, to have to fight anybody on the fable
1: myths. <laughs> <laughs> oh my i would have joined you i would have joined you it's okay oh
3: i God. liked it it's not in my top 20
2: though so. <laughs> I <did
0: too>. wow <laughs> uh, well thank you and uh and so if you can each share how people can find you on your content where do you start louisa
1: oh you can find me at screenzealots.com great and manda yeah, you guys can fi- follow me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, candidxcinema.com and you can find me on YouTube at CandidCinema And Molly? And you can find me
3: sometimes on the film stage. I, I do some stuff over there, but you can also find me on my own blog, mollywoodwrites at wordpress.com and on my Letterboxd, Molly underscore raspberry and on my Twitter at raspberryraz at twitter.com.
0: And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, except on Facebook, because it's still disabled, and I don't, I might not ever get it back, but, (laughs) uh, so that's frustrating, but, (laughs) but definitely check out a playlist of all of our female film critics panels uh, that we've done, I would really appreciate that, and if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews, that really helps a lot, and if you are watching on YouTube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel appreciate that so much also have my Patreon group and merch store check out that and thanks again ladies and we'll talk to y'all later merry, merry christmas thanks, happy Rachel. new year Bye. Bye. merry christmas Bye. happy holidays
3: <laughs>